That's so good. I got to say that one more time. He's all sufficient, all powerful sustainer who triumphs over every obstacle and all self-existent eternal God who is revealing himself. He's the great I am. That means he's the who, the what, the when, the where, the why, the how, and the because. Glory to God. So number one, he's this too. He's more than a healer. When you when you just are, feel like you could just go out of your mind, he's a healer. He can come and settle you. He'll quiet you with his love, the Bible says. Psalm 103, 2 through 4 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Woo! Comes with bennies, y'all. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals some of your diseases, Come on, help me preach this morning. Who heals all your diseases? He is a healer today, and he is able to heal to the uttermost. Number two, he's more than enough for my battle this morning. Whatever your battle is, maybe it's just a struggle you're having. What he needs, he believes you're broken today. I came to tell you he's a healer. And he's more than enough for your battle. Whatever your battle is, he's Jehovah Nisi, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. That doesn't mean sometimes... That means I'm always a conqueror through Christ because God, I'm in Christ. So he's more than enough for my battle. He's in you. If he's in you, he's with you. He's one with you. That means you are not in the battle by yourself. Hallelujah. So he always called, we're, you know, the salvation of the Lord. And he caused them to, to be able to stand there and wait. And God opened the sea for them, met, let them walk through on dry land. And he's the same God today. He says, I am the same. I change not. So if he did great miracles before, he can do them again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So he, he, he's going to cause me to triumph. He's, gonna, he's enough for my battle. Then number three, I shall have no defenses. They can't run and they can't bite. They, 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 they just got to stand there and, and get God. That's why it's so important that they have a shepherd. Amen? They're absolutely dependent upon the shepherd to protect him. So, see, a shepherd a shepherd is not just someone who leads and guides, but he protects. He protects the flock. When I get to heaven, will I get to see how many times the angels delivered me, how many times they kept me, how many times I never even saw what it was. Hallelujah. But he kept me. He can know them and they follow me. I give them real and eternal life they're protected from the destroyer for good no one can steal from no one can steal them from out of my hand the father who put them under my care is so much greater than the destroyer and thief no one could ever get them away from him nobody can you know my thoughts are far off you know every word on my tongue yet unuttered before i say it god already knows what you're gonna say that's pretty close god is here now God is here right now. He's here right now. In your situation, you're in the doctor's office and they get ready to give you a bad report. If they say you need somebody with you to hear this, no, I got somebody here with me. I came in with somebody and I'm going to leave with somebody. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. <clears throat> He's Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. God is here now, right now. He is with us. Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Jeremiah 10, 10. But the Lord... Woo, I can't tell you how many fires I've been in that he was in there with me. Woo, he told me one morning, this was so awesome. I wasn't on my own, light burning. And he said it in such a way, so the word in the middle of your situation, you know that you know that he's there. Woo, that's the best. More than a comforter when your heart is broken. Well, I know this one for true. 
He's more than a co- always have a right way maker. Like I've been at this level so long, God, what is it that I need to learn? What is it that I need to do so that I can break through into that? It seems like there's so much resistance. But remember this. Remember this. When the resistance is the greatest, it's when you're about to break through. Think about it. When you're keep pushing. Keep pushing to that next level. Keep just to say, I'm not going to stay where I am. You got to know that all things with God, God can do it. God can do it hard for me. Come on, help him answer. Say, no, sir. Isaiah 43, 19, I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Look, it, it may not have ever even, ex- I, can, I can spit on somebody's, and that's kind of gross, Jesus, but yeah, Jesus spit on his finger and touched a man's tongue who couldn't talk. But after he spit on his tongue, kind of, I would have to say, Jesus, that's kind of gross. But the guy was able to talk when he was done. Hallelujah. He spit in the clay. But he rubbed the clay into his eyes. And he says, go wash. And he went and washed. And there were eyes where there weren't any eyes before. Hallelujah. He can make whatever it is that you need. He can make it. He can make it up. He can create it. A space that's never been made, been made at your job. They'll create a position just for you. Hallelujah. But we got to believe that he's able to do it. Amen. I'll even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I'll raise up somebody to do what it is that you need to be done. I'll raise up somebody to show you favor. I'll raise up somebody who will open a door for you that no man can shut. Glory to God. Number eight, he's more than a supply. Always and under all circumstances and whatever the need, be self-sufficient. Possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance. You owe this person and then, you know, next week, next month, is who can I get to help me next month? Just because it's just so hard and it's hard these days. It's hard. But. We serve a God who's mighty and awesome, divine. I'll rebuke. My job has to produce for me. Whatever my income is, whatever it is that brings income into my life, it's got to produce for me. Other people might be getting laid off, but God, I've got to have a vine because I'm a tither and a giver. Your word declares it. Hallelujah. This phone is going out the window. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's just, just you're just tired. Like in the middle of the store, you just want to cry and you don't know why. You're just, you're just tired. And, and you know... In all, oh, I saw a big amen right there. <laughs> you know, in charge of air fresheners now. <laughs> and I'm crying. I don't understand why I have to be working on air fresheners when I have so many other things that I have to do. Next thing I know, Pastor Robert, Yuri has to call Pastor Robert, uh, Jennifer, um, who else came up? Uh, Joshua, Joshua comes in, Pastor he comes running in the door. You all right? I showed up. And we, yeah, Murray showed up. Who else showed up? Miss, uh, uh, Miss Toby showed up. Um, who else showed up? Everybody was here. That's an opportune time. So he's telling me, you know, you know, ain't nobody wants to broken in her app and click volunteer. We need volunteers in children's church. We need volunteers as we're growing. Y'all. Be faithful. Be committed. Hold on to your corner of the mat. Don't let, don't let God's people fall in the dirt. Amen. We hold on to our corner of the Christ who strengthens me. That means Christ will strengthen me. Amen. When I'm feeling weak, he's the God who can bring strength to my life. Isaiah 4, the devils are tired too. So you just got to outlast them, wipe your face off, and jump back in the ring for another round. Amen. This fight ain't over till it's over, and it ain't over. Power. 
because she couldn't be grateful for the mercy of God. So many times I should have been dead. So many times I should have been arrested. So many times I should have never made it. I should have never, I should have been every morning. There's more than enough. It's fresh this morning for you, y'all. And guess what? Tomorrow it's going to be fresh again. You need the mercy of God? He throws his arms wide open and says, I got plenty more where that came. Him, God, who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. So did you catch that? God is able to do exceeding and abundantly way above anything you could think, dream, or imagine in your mind or in your life. So God is more than enough. The, the problem is not with God, but look what it says here. He's able to do all that we ask, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. According to the power that works in us. He's only able to do it according to the power that works in us. What is that power? Faith. The power of faith. Amen, somebody. So all I got to do is get faith working, right? If I can get my faith working, then I can have the super abundantly above all that we can ask, think, dream, or imagine. Amen? So number one, the promises of God are received by faith. See, people think the will of God is automatic. If all that is true about God, it should be automatic in my life. But the will of God is not automatic. Just like he said, you know, go and, and, and preach the gospel to every creature. He said, some are going to believe and be saved, and some aren't and are going to be damned. So he already lets us know, you know, that in Timothy, it's the will of God that all men would be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. That's his will, that we would all come to the knowledge of the truth and be saved. But he lets us know, some are going to believe and some are not. So the will of God is not automatic. The will of God is received. The promises of God, the, the uh, prophecies of God, it's all received by faith, it's not automatic. Galatians 3.14, look right there, it says it, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, this is talking about the Holy Spirit, but it's anything that we receive from God. Salvation, you received it by faith. For by grace you've been saved through faith. See, with no faith, grace can't get to you. Through faith, you receive healing. Through faith, you receive the promises of God um, that, that he has set aside for us. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Just like we were singing this morning, even though I don't see it, he's working. Even though I don't feel it, he's working. Faith is not about how I feel. It's not about what I see. It's about what I know. Yeah, yeah. And believing it to come to pass. Hebrews eleven six 6, it says, But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If I'm diligently seeking God, he's a rewarder of that. He says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Hallelujah. So God expects us to rally in faith in the crisis, to bring his will to pass, that we'll be more than conquerors, that he would be able to avenge us, that he would be, you know, that God of victory, the, the, the Jehovah Nisi, the Lord God, our banner of victory. If he's going to be a banner of victory, we're going to have to reach out by faith and receive it. Amen? All right. It says um, in 1 John 5, 4, it says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, what is it? What overcomes the world? What overcomes coronavirus? What overcomes crisis? What overcomes uh, uh, not having a job? 
Our faith, our faith, our faith. So we have to have faith and, uh, and we'll overcome. Message says every God-begotten person conquers the world's ways. The power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. So he gives us that bounce back. You know, God gives us a bounce back faith. You know, I'm pressed, but I'm not crushed. Persecuted, but I'm not abandoned. Might be struck down, but I ain't never going to be destroyed. Amen. As long as I stay in faith. All right. Number two, faith starts where the will of God is known. Faith starts where the will of God is known. Did y'all get a note sheet? You get it? Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. Faith starts. You can't begin to be in faith until you know what you can be in faith for. Like, you know God a little bit better this morning just because of the things we told you who he is in his word. So faith starts where the will of God is known. John 8, 32, and you shall know the truth. And what happens? The truth shall make you free. So that's why we need to get in firm foundation. That's why we need to get in firm foundation because you need to know the truth so you can get in faith for it for your life. It's like, man, when I got in the word and started finding all these things out, because I was raised Catholic. You know, being, being raised Catholic, it's not easy to be a Catholic. You know, it's a lot to remember, a lot of form, a lot of ritual. But, you know, um, when I got in the Word and started reading for myself, I'm like, how did I not know all this stuff? How did I not know that God wants me to be blessed? How did I not know about tithes and offerings? How did I not know about that uh, God wants to heal us? How did I not know about speaking in tongues? How did I not know about the Holy Spirit? How did I go to catechism for all those years and they never told me this stuff? But when I got in it and I began to, that became the, the foundation of my life, man, where I was a, a messed up person. Messed up from the, what is it, from the floor up? Toe up from the floor up. I was, I was a mess, hot mess, piping hot mess. But, but the word got me on solid ground. You wouldn't, well, I was telling somebody this morning, I wouldn't even tell you my name. No, it was yesterday at the funeral. I I wouldn't, if you asked me my name when I was a teenager, I wouldn't even tell you my name because I had such low self-esteem. But man, when I got a hold of God's word and found out who he says I am, I could do all things through Christ who strengthened me. When I found out, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Whoo! Come on, when I found out, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And now the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I began to carry myself different. Hallelujah. I began to know who I was and what God wanted me to do in this life and to be prosperous. Man, I began to carry myself. It, 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 just, uh, it just made me a different, a different person. Amen. So I, once I knew what the will of God was, my life got on track. So y'all get in firm foundation. Go on the app. And click the little graduation cap and sign up for Firm Foundation on Zoom on Thursday nights at 7 o'clock. Yes, I'm, I'm hounding this into you because I don't want y'all to think this is optional on your, on your journey in Christ. Your journey in Christ, you, you have got to get on a firm foundation. You have got to know these things that I'm telling you about. Amen? Hallelujah. Okay. So, um, and then, you know, then you can use your faith to challenge the devil. Because I mean, you know, he's going to challenge you. You got to know when you're under attack and you got to be able to get back in his face and shut him down. Number three, faith is released by the words of my mouth. Faith is released when I open my mouth and I begin to speak God's word. Proverbs 18, 21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue 
and those who love it will eat its fruit. So what I'm saying out of my mouth is what I'm going to live. Y'all quiet right there. Might need to stay here for a minute. Yeah, so speaking, speaking the word of God and speaking, you know, you want to speak life. When you speak life, you know, you're going to have life. When you speak death, you're going to have death. It might not be death that you're speaking, but it might be doubt. It might be unbelief. You might be saying one day, I'm, thank you, Father, I'm rich and abundantly supplied. Next day, I'm so poor I can't pay attention. You can't say that and this at the same time. You've got to get on track and say, this is my faith confession no matter what I see. Amen. I am, I am abundantly supplied. Now my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. I, I'm attached to the all-sufficiency grace of God. According to his word, I have plenty enough to give into every good work. You know, those are your confessions. And as he says, you'll have whatsoever you say. Let's look at Mark eleven twenty-two. Jesus said, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, says to this mountain. See, we talk about the mountain too much, and we need to start talking to the mountain. Amen. Those situations in your life, you need to start talking to it. Turn it, turn it and tell it. Who do you think you are? He says, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. Now, this is Jesus talking, right? This is Jesus talking. He says, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So Jesus lets us know that our mouth and the things that we're saying are critically important. We will have whatsoever we say. We'll have whatsoever we say. So make sure you're not canceling out this faith confession that you have by, by poor mouthing and by saying things that, you know, um, I'm, I'm just sick and tired. But yet, by his stripes, I'm healed. You can't say I'm sick and tired. No, by his stripes, I'm healed. And it takes a while to get it right. You've got to catch yourself. And sometimes you'd be like, I'm just, ooh, healed by the stripes of Jesus. You just turn that thing around right quick. You know, you learn to catch yourself. Praise God. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So when I pray, it's not like, oh, I'm just hoping God does it. I'm just hoping, you know, that at some point, you know, and then tomorrow I pray the same thing again. No, once you pray and you believe, the next day you say, Father God, I thank you. Like um, at one point I was believing God for a new car because my car was um, dangerous. It was modified. It had airbags. <laughs> You know, so it had suicide doors on the back, and it was, uh, it was dangerous. And one of the airbags was giving me trouble, so I took it to the car place that does specialized cars, and he made me sign a paper before I left. He said, if you get killed in this car, it's not my fault. Well, yeah, I signed it. I had to sign it in order to get my car. So, yeah, I signed it and paid and got my car, and I'm like, okay, this car is not God's best for me. So I went out into the driveway, and I had a conversation with my car. I said, I serve you notice. You are not God's best for me. I call you replaced in the name of Jesus. And until you're replaced, I declare that you will take me where I need to go with no stress, strain, or struggle in Jesus' name. Within a week, I had a call from somebody who wanted to buy this specialized car. 
I had $10,000 in my hand to go put down on another car. Within one week, the exact car that I wanted, I began to declare the exact car that I wanted. I cut out a picture of the car that I was believing God for. It wasn't a brrand new car, but it was brand new to me, praise God. I liked, it was a Chrysler 300, and I liked the shape of the clock. It was sort of a, a no, not a hexagon. It was a, a trapezoid. <laughs> I know that because that's what shape my ring is is a trapezoid it's, a, it's sort of shaped like that anyway anyway that has nothing to do with anything but you know I got the exact car that I wanted because I was speaking it out of my mouth things move things change whenever you speak it out of your mouth the moment I decided I was going to sell my studio God had called me into ministry full-time ministry I walked in and I said my heart's not here anymore I'm ready to sell this place I don't even know God is a miraculous God even though you can't see it he's working even though you don't feel it he's working God had somebody who called me on the phone while I was at the studio at 8 o'clock at night. I was never there at 8 o'clock, and I never answered my own phone. I had a staff. But something told me as I walked in, Kenta was with me. I said, my heart is not here anymore. I'm ready to sell this place. The phone rang the moment I said it. I picked up the phone. It was a little girl I had mentored from spring high school. And she said, I heard that you're selling your studio. I said, yes. As a matter of fact, I am. I just decided. She said, well, my aunt has been telling everybody she's going to buy your studio. God already had a woman decide in her heart that she was going to buy my studio. She already had a faith confession of her own that she was buying my studio before I ever even realized I was ready to sell. See how God was working? He was already working on my situation. And so she, I said, well, you tell your aunt I'm going to sell it to her for this, and I just doubled what I paid for it. She can have the negatives. She can have the props. I'm going to take my cameras and my personal stuff. She can have the phone number. She can have the whole thing. If she can't make it, make it like this, she just can't make it. Within 30 days, she had the keys, I had the money, and I was out of the photography business, and I was in full-time ministry. But it started with me saying, I'm ready to sell this place. In Jesus' name, that's when the phone rang. God can still do miraculous stuff like that, but we don't have our expectations up for it. We got God way down here somewhere. When God is way up in the exceeding abundantly saying, okay. Okay, I'll just give you that, but I really kind of have this in mind for you. we got to reach higher. You know, believe that he's able, and he wants to do it. He said, you know what? Ask that your joy may be full. Say, well, Pastor Sally, maybe you're kind of greedy. You can call it greedy if you want to, but my God is big enough. He can afford your dream. He can afford your dream. He can afford your dream. Amen. Amen. I don't know where I'm at. Here we go. James 3, 2. He said, if you could find someone whose speech was perfectly true, you'd have a perfect person in perfect control of life. It matters what you say. So you can set the course for your life through crisis with your words. James 3, 3 through 4, it says, a bit in the mouth of a horse controls the whole horse. A small rudder on a huge ship in the hands of a skilled captain sets a course in the face of the strongest winds. With your tongue, with your mouth, you can set a course in the face of the biggest crisis you ever saw. I'm coming out of this thing on top. All things work together for good for them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. James 1, 6 through 8. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose, or woman, that they will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. 
Amplified says, unstable in everything he thinks, feels, and decides. Number four, faith needs a point of contact. This has really got me so excited. You know, jumper cables only work if they're connected to the power source and you actually connect them to your battery. Faith has got to have a point of contact, and this is where the charge happens, is when you make a move, when you act on your faith. That's where the, because jumper cables laying there, no need to, to, to put any power on your battery because they're still laying there. you got to pick them up and put them on the battery, and that's you stepping out and uh, having a faith point of contact. So your, your, your faith only works as you connect your situation through a point of contact in action. Breakthrough needs a faith point of contact. Look at the woman with the issue of blood. She had this, this flow of blood for 12 years. But she kept saying to herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know that I'll be made well. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know that I'll be made well. She had a point of contact in her mind that if I could just touch the hem of his garment, he don't have to say anything to me. He don't have to touch me. He don't got to know my name. We still don't know her name. We just know she was the woman with the issue. But if we'll touch him with faith, her, her point of contact was I just need to touch the hem of his garment. She could have just said, you know what, if I can just see him when he walks by. That could have been her faith point of contact. She didn't have to touch him. It's wherever she decided my faith point of contact is, is this or is that. She decided it was that, that she would touch the hem of his garment. And she pressed through the crowd. See, we don't want to press these days. We just want God to just give it to us. But God, God expects us to kind of come, come near him. It makes it a bigger miracle. The woman with the issue, she touched the hem. The centurion soldier, his point of contact was, you know what? I don't need you to come to my house. All I need you to do is just say the word, and I know my servant will be made whole. Jesus said, look at this man. I haven't seen such great faith, not even in Israel. Naaman, Naaman's point of contact was go dip in the, in the river, you know, seven times. Naaman didn't want to go dip, but that was his faith point of contact. You know, he could have told him to do five flips. You know, it was just doing what the man of God said because it was a faith point of contact. So he goes out mad. He wasn't going to do it. He was going to leave still with his leprosy. But Naaman goes out into the water, and he's, he was angry. He was angry about having to do the faith point of contact, but he dipped. Every time he dipped, he was the same. But on the seventh dip, he came up with skin like a little baby. Going from being covered with leprosy to skin like a little baby because on that seventh dip, Woo! See, some of us want to quit too soon. Or some of us don't want to do a faith point of contact. I just want God to just do it for me. No, you've got to step out boldly. And that's where the power of God's going to meet you. For Paul, it was handkerchiefs that healed people. Peter, people just got in his shadow. If I can just get in Peter's shadow, I know I'll get healed. People got healed just from Peter's shadow. Blind man washed the mud out of his eyes. He said, Jesus said, go wash. I wonder at what point the eyeballs came. Feeling his way to get there as he began to wash? Did he, did he see water for the first time? This man had no eyeballs. But when he washed, he was able to see. Faith point of contact. The lepers. He said, go show yourself to the priest. As they went, they were healed. As they went, they were healed. Did you hear me? As they went, they were healed. It's like um, 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 Kenneth Hagin said when he was a, a, young, a young man in the bed sick, couldn't walk because of whatever it was. I can't, tuberculosis, I don't know what it was. He had something back, 
back in the day. And, and he was sick and could not get out of the bed. He was so sick. And he, he saw in the word one day that it said, by his stripes we are healed. That it was already a done deal. He saw it in First Peter. It says, by his stripes we were healed. It's already done. He said, well, if I'm healed, what am I doing in the bed? He said, only sick people stay in the bed. And it took him all day to inch himself over to get his body out of the took him all day. Somebody needs to hear me today because you don't want to be bothered with having to do too much. But took him all day to get out of that bed. And once he got out of that bed, he was never sick again a day in his life. Amen. Laying on of hands, these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will lay hands on the sick. That's why I don't like people putting a whole lot of hands on people when I'm laying hands on people because I know when I lay hands, God says the power of God is transferred and people are healed as I touch. There's something about that touch and the faith that's involved with laying hands on someone who's sick. The anointing with oil. I don't like a lot of hands and, and I don't want you to, I don't care if you fall, I don't want you to. If you fall, get back up so I can pray for you until you're done. It's about the faith point of contact. It's not about the oil, but the oil in the name of Jesus. That faith hearing the name of Jesus with the anointing of oil, symbolic of the presence of God. Who I know I'm right this morning. So number five, attack your disappointments with a faith action. So get back in its face. <laughs> See, we take disappointments and we get all sad. That's not who we are. We're more than conquerors. Get up and get it. Just get you, get you, you know, in the ghetto, if you can't fight, you got to just look like you can <laughs> or like you're crazy, right? <laughs> but, you know, get up and just get back in the devil's face. Amen. Get up and just get back in his face with a faith, with a faith action. So you have a, a, a choice to either tolerate your situation or attack it with overcoming faith. You know, we, we're not called to sit back. And I think that sadly, too many of us are just sitting back hoping it goes away. Get up and attack it with your, with your faith. Amen? And there's no better example than these four dudes right here, these four lepers that, that, were, that were starving to death along with, with, along with Israel. They're all starving to death because there's a famine in the land. Okay? And so, so look at what it says here in 2 Kings 7, 3 through 4. It says, Now there were four men with leprosy sitting at the entrance of the city gates. Look at this. Why should we sit here waiting to die? They asked each other. We'll starve if we stay here. But with the famine in the city, we'll starve if we go back there. So we might as well go out and surrender to the Armenian army. If they let us live, so much the better. But if they kill us, we would have died anyway. Makes sense to me. What are we doing sitting there? It's like Jesus at the, by the, man, at the man who was by the pool of Bethesda. He said, do you want to get well? In 30 years, he couldn't get himself in the water. In 30 years, because an angel would come and stir the water, and when the water would be stirred, the first person who'd step down in the water would get healed. And he laid by this pool for 30 years and couldn't be the first one. I would have kept a foot in. Yep, it's all wrinkly, but that's my foot. It would be the first one in when that angel comes. I would have come up with something. That's what she said. Do you want to get healed? Yeah, do you really want, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it this morning? How bad do you want it? Are you ready to attack it with your faith? Look what it says. Why should we sit here and they're they going to kill us anyway? 
And what happened? When they got up and started walking towards that camp, the Bible says that God amplified the sound of their feet. Hallelujah. God, so that's like four, eight feet. Eight feet, eight feet stomping sounded like a whole army. The whole, this, this Armenian army had set up their camp and they all heard an army coming towards them. It wasn't nothing but four lepers. But that's the power of God when you get up and move. They get up and took a step. Boom. What's that? Boom. It sounded like an army coming towards them. They all got up and left and ran off. And there in the tents, they walk in, they're like, Here's these four lepers like, where everybody at? Dinner's still on the plates. They were drinking wine and, and eating the bread, having a good old time. One of them finally said, hey, this ain't right. <laughs> Everybody's starving and we in here eating, but they found them some clothes. They, 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 were, they, were, they were having a good time. So they went and told everybody else and everybody else came and ate. But, you know, the point is, attack it with your faith. Decide, I'm not just going to sit here. You know, the disciples, Jesus had to show them. See, Jesus already knew what he was going to do when it came to feeding the 5,000. He already knew what he was going to do. But he asked me, he said, you know, what are we going to do about feeding all these people? Philip said, you know, if we had a year's worth of wages, we couldn't, fill it. We couldn't feed all these people. Who'd go get it? How could, you know, how, logistically, Jesus, really, how are we going to do that? He said, what do you have? Well, this little boy's got a lunch. Bring it to me. So they brought it to Jesus, and Jesus blessed it and broke it. It was more than enough. The five loaves and two fish were more than enough to feed more than 5,000 5, men plus women and children. So who knows how many people it was. He said, bring it to me. Bring, bring me what you have. Bring me what you have. Bring me what you have, and I'll bless it, and I'll break it. Woo, hallelujah, this is good, this is good, this is good. God has always been able to take a little bit and turn it into more than enough when we trust him with it. With the widow, it was the little cake to release her supply. For Peter, it was just a little thing. Like Jesus said, cast your net on the other side. Been fishing all night. We caught nothing on this. This is the side of the boat that we fish on, Jesus. We've caught nothing all night with the, with the, with the net on this side. Just asking him to cast on the, that's just a little bit, right? A little bit of work, just pull it in, cast it on the other side. That's, that's not much for, for, for Jesus to ask him to do. But when he cast it on the other side, the Bible says that he was pulling, thinking not much is going to happen. But finally he pulled until something pulled back. And there were, the net was full of fish. It was breaking the nets and they had to call their partners to come and get the rest of the fish. See, Jesus, Peter had let Jesus use his boat to preach from. So it was just, a, he just let Jesus use his boat. Not that, not that big a deal. Not that, not that big a deal. I just pushed out a little bit. We were through fishing anyway. Let down your nets for a catch. We fished all night and caught. Your faith challenged the facts for more than enough. Plenty, plenty in 2020. We got 12 more weeks of plenty, plenty, y'all. Well, it'll go on into next year and to the rest of our lives because we got that. Amen. God spoke that. Plenty, plenty. So when you do something intentional to advance the work of God, he always responds to help you bounce back from negative situations. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceeding, exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, look at Philippians 4.19 in the Amplified, And my God will liberally supply, fill to the full your every need, 
according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Sounds like more than enough to me, doesn't it? But how did they qualify for that? Look at verse 15 through 17. Paul is writing to the Philippians and, and telling them um, how they, how they um, qualify for it. It says, Moreover, you Philippians, know in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out for Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving. In other words, nobody helped me go out and preach. Nobody, it took finances for uh, Paul to be able to go and to preach. He said, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent aid. You sent me aid again and again when I was in need. Not that I'm looking for the gift, but I'm looking for what may be credited to your Uh, oh, you mean we got an account? We got an account. He said, I'm looking for, the, for what may be credited to your account, that heavenly account. Where I told you last week, here men receive tithes, but there Jesus receives them. Hallelujah. Philippians 4, 18 through 19. Listen to what Paul said. He says, at the moment, I have all, and, uh, and I, have all I need and more. I have all I need and more. Sounds like more than enough, right? He says, I'm generously supplied with the gifts you sent me from Epaphroditus. They are a sweet-smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. Wait a minute. Paul received the, the, the offering, right? I received the aid that you sent to me from Epaphroditus, right? So Paul received it, but the aroma went up before God. Y'all missed that. That was a good place to say hello. Paul received... Paul received the offering that they sent so that the gospel could go forth. It was, how many of you know, it was critical. It was critical that the gospel go forth then so we get it, right? Yeah. It's still critical. It's still critical that the people coming after us get it. So the sweet-smelling sacrifice, it went into Paul's hand, but look, they are a sweet-smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. He's a more than enough God today. More than enough God. And you know, many times we just have to act on what we already know um, to do and, and really just clean things. I had to clean myself up this week. Every time I turn around, I was saying, I'm tired. I'm so tired. Until I just, you know, went into a tizzy. So I had to get myself straightened up, okay? Let the weak say, I am strong. <laughs> Let the poor say, I am rich. Let the sick say, I am healed. Amen. So we got to pull it together, y'all. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your word this morning. We thank you, Lord, that the word is working in our lives. It's working mightily in us, Lord. It's raising us to new levels in life of knowing you, Lord. We're being conformed to the image of your son. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for it. We thank you, Lord, that you are a more than enough God. And I declare this morning in your presence, Lord, that this is plenty, plenty in 2020. That this is a more than enough year. That, Lord, you already know our needs. You know what's coming up. October, November, December, January, February, that you already know and you already have our supply figured out. So, Father, we declare unhindered and unchecked by any force our supply. Come forth now in Jesus' name that nothing is able to hinder or reverse the blessing of God in our lives. We receive it in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father, all the peace, all the healing, everything we need from you, God. We thank you that by faith we receive it today. Hallelujah. 
in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, maybe you're here this morning. You say, Pastor Sally, I'm not right with God. I'm not right with God, but I want to be right with God. My, my heart has been far away from God, but I want to turn and give him my life. I did it 26 years ago when I was 31. I knelt down in my closet. And I threw my hands in the air, and I gave my heart and my life to Jesus. He's been with me every moment, every trial, every trouble, every struggle I've been through. God has shown himself strong, and here I stand still today. He's your best friend. He wants to come and revolutionize your life, turn it into what he created you to be. He's got a good plan and a good purpose on his mind for you. And it starts with you saying yes to him. I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today. I'm going to pray with you very holy moment God's been waiting I confess to you that I am a sinner I have messed up sometimes on purpose and sometimes I'm sure I just didn't know but I ask you to forgive me for my sins I'm sorry I believe you sent Jesus to die on the cross in my place and I believe that you raised him from the dead on the third day Jesus come into my heart be the Lord of my life teach me guide me fill me with your Holy Spirit I'm trusting you alone to save me in Jesus name well listen look at me you've prayed that prayer and you meant it in your heart here's what I'm asking you to do your connection card that that was in your welcome packet if you're here for the first time uh, please fill this out because we want to we want you to bring it to our VIP Welcome Center where Yuri is standing back there. We want to, um, we have a special gift we prepared for you this morning. But if you receive Christ this morning, you prayed that prayer and you meant it in your heart, on the back of your card, after you fill out the front, we need to know your name and phone number so I can call you and let you know what your next steps are. You need to be baptized. You need to get in firm foundation. We want to help you be successful on your journey with Christ. But on the back, there's a place for you to put yes. I say yes to Jesus. See, nobody gets to sneak into heaven. Jesus said, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father. But if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father. So here's how we do it at Acceleration Church. Just put a little check mark there where it says yes. You're going to take it back to Yuri. He's going to give you this little pamphlet that you need to have that tells you what your next steps are in Christ. You're on a journey, and you're just starting today. In fact, today is your, is your spiritual birthday. You've been born again. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, it's offering time. All right, this is the time in our service where we give our tithes and offerings back to God. So, do you want to come? Babe, would you bring the microphone? It's Tom, right? Okay. He, he was telling me last week um, this story. I said, well, would you, would you just share your testimony with people? He said, yes, now today he's having second thoughts. He shouldn't have told me yes last week. I didn't say yes. I you said did. It. You did say yes. Don't lie in church, Tom. I'm not lying. <laughs> My wife would test that I didn't want to be up here. Well, you're here now, so go ahead. Hold it close so we can hear you. You can hear me? I can, yeah. I can, they can hear me. No, I but the people online can't <laughs> hear you, Tom. Come on now, don't be difficult. Uh, I was telling you that I've, I've gone to, uh, I grew up Catholic like you. I went to Baptist church. I've never tithed. Yeah, we put 20 bucks in the plate or, you know, whatever you got in your pocket, but we never tithe. Come that first week, and you know, I gave some money in the plate, just like I always did, and I went home, and I felt it on me. Just you need to tithe, and I was like, No, I don't. 
And I'm getting out of the shower, and he says, you need to tithe. I said, no, 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 I don't need to do that. <laughs> I told my wife. My wife said, well, if you feel you should, you should. Good so, wife. So I did. And we live paycheck to paycheck, just like everybody else in here. And it's always at the end of the week, you're like, ooh, I got 35 cents left. Thank God tomorrow is payday. Oh, thank get, get in the couch. We'll find some money. Started tithing. That's not how it is. How every, is it? Every week at the end of the week, I got three, 400 bucks still in the bank. Yeah. All the bills are paid. I don't know how. I ain't working any more than I worked before, but, but there's always money at the end of the week. Yeah. So... That's how, it That's how it works. You know, he causes your money to stretch. It's because when you take that 10% and you bring it to God, and it's holy. And so what happens with the first governs what happens to the rest. Yours becomes holy and blessed and consecrated. So it lasts longer. Um, it's like um, stuff doesn't wear out. You get the best deals. You get favor. We even had somebody in our church one time. This was, this, was, this was crazy. It was Jeff and Courtney Price, who their company their, that their car was financed through called them and said, you've just been such a good customer that we're going to take $4,500 off your loan for your car. I've never heard of anything like that ever happening to a person before, but they were tithers and givers in the church. And it's just, it's the blessing of God comes on your finances. Murray said that too. He said, he said, I swear, every time I help somebody or, or give, say what you were going to say, what you told me. You said something drops in his lap at work. So our, our, we have to, a little complicated tax return, so we have to follow for an extension. So Friday I get the tax return from our accountant and says we owe some crazy number. So I came upstairs and and I said, this is just wrong. So I just sent an email back to him and said, you're wrong. So I came upstairs yesterday and said, I got some good news. Yeah. It was, he was, it was a quarter of what he said. 25% of what he said. Yeah. I mean, that's. That's significant. That's significant. Amen. Is there anything else you want to say, Tom? Sure. Yeah. How'd you feel on the mic? You did all right. Okay, go ahead. You can sit down. He did a good job. Amen. All right. Well, this is our time to give. You can give electronically on our app by just pressing the give button and put your information in. And uh, then you'll be able to give that way every week. It's the safest and curious way to give. You can also give with your envelope that you have there. Yuri's coming around with the basket. If we miss getting your offering, be sure and raise your hand. Or actually, just hold it up so he'll know where to come and receive it from you. Amen. All right. So let's get ready to receive. Um, here we go. Let's make our faith declaration. Are y'all ready? Come on, let's say it loud and proud like an army. Ready? Father, in Jesus' name, today is the dawning of a new day. My season of frustration and lack is over, and I'm walking in a season of love, joy, peace, success, overflow, and prosperity. My love for you, relationship with you, and sensitivity to you is growing closer every day. I declare that favor and wisdom for promotion is mine now. You are opening doors for me that no man can shut. 
Thank you, Father, for watching over your word to perform it in my life. It's causing my life to prosper. I'm in anticipation of the good things you have prepared for me. I am blessed to be a blessing, so as I increase more and more, Father, open my eyes to see ways that I may bless others. I'll be quick to see the need and respond to your voice. Because you have planted Acceleration Church here, Humble, Texas is experiencing revival. I decree that the Spirit of God is drawing multitudes here from the north, south, east, and west. People are responding to your presence, power, and purpose for their lives. We declare that people of all ages, backgrounds, and ethnicities are being impacted forever in Jesus name come on shout amen hold your offering up as they come we'll wait to be dismissed in